Welcome to another episode of Like That Only. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I am not great at all. But once again, I don't want to talk about it. So all in good time. I think um, I wanted to record this because since I recorded the previous episode only two days ago, so much has happened that I felt like I could do a follow-up today and process, I guess. Um, For context, the previous episode, I was talking about BTS and I was doing like a fun game with myself, just for myself primarily, uh, while I was talking about my first impressions of them and what I think of them now. I had no idea that what news was going to break hours after I published that episode. And the whole situation has completely changed. So I thought, you know, this is a good good addendum to that episode and I can give a lot more context and share exactly what I'm feeling. Now, to set the context for this one, um, BTS announced that they are going to be enlisting for military service in their country. And the second part of this is that they're all going to reconvene as a group around 2025. So, yeah, there's a lot to take in there. And it really, it broke the internet. Like, it was not something that just affected, you know, their fandom and the community and people who listen to K-pop. It was kind of news that was breaking everywhere because there's a lot of things that kind of depend on them. And I'll kind of explain it by giving some history and context and then tell you why this is such a huge piece of news for the world uh from an economic standpoint at least um all right so south korea you may or may not know enough i definitely don't know enough i've never lived there won't speak the language all of my information i get from about it is when i go looking for it or when i watch any sort of content um consume music whatever it is it's always coming as an interpretation it's not something i'm experiencing firsthand so i will happily stand corrected on anything i say but that being said i do know a little bit and i think it's important to mention south korea has gone through uh some terrible times in the past uh as a nation they've dealt with a couple of major wars that have left the country in a very impoverished state completely downtrodden and really having to build back up from nothing. Having said that, they have really come a long way from that. Like in a few years time, few decades, South Korea is some of the most advanced cities and people. And, you know, it's it's in from a Western standpoint, a lot of their um, thoughts and policies are very liberal um, they've embraced technology and they've really gone in and innovated in so many ways. Um, just from what you see and hear about some of them, best cities, you'll see, you'll feel like some of the Western countries and nations have to catch up. So South Korea has done well for themselves. Of course, there is the traditionalist side of society. There's the conservative side of society in any nation. So it's not like the whole country has become like this. There's obviously, um, different schools of thought but if you were to visit you could definitely see how advanced some places are 
and this is very intentionally done they've played the defensive now because they have dealt with being in a bad state so it's almost like you know they will never let that happen again and through that thought there's been a law a conscription law in the country for quite some time now which just states that every able bodied man has to enlist for a couple of years of military service um in their lives now what was happening with this law was that men were deferring their enlistment by one or two years on average or even more because they wanted to first get their education they wanted to get their careers set up and then go and what was happening was that people were enlisting too late in their lives so they made an amendment to the law saying that the able bodied korean men have to enlist before they turn 30 because they need them to come when their their body is in its peak of its health so that became the new law and it was difficult to get out of that like you have to be able bodied and that's about it then there were also exemptions to the rule for some very special people who are either like sportsmen or sports yeah sportsmen and you know olympic level um athletes or artists but they have to have some sort of high accolades to be even considered for an exemption this is the backdrop of everything that's going on and now to tell you a little more about bts um oh wait one more thing about south korea is <laughs> to know that south korea is trying to establish itself as a soft power in the world i think it's known as the hallyu movement in korean um where they are trying to influence the world's culture in the form of movies shows music food dance like everything that would entail culture or a way of living for people south korean government is heavily incentivizing its people to go into these fields to put lots of money into it and produce the most high quality forms of culture that can then be something that the rest of the world talks about and is influenced by and needs more of so this is the hallyu movement and this is also important in this whole story now coming to bts and telling the story of bts bts is part of a kpop the kpop industry which is known for producing kpop acts or groups by the dozens in a year so it's something that it's extremely disposable these groups of children literally are recruited at a very young age by these big labels and then they are brought in to these dorms type of situations where they are trained so while they're doing their schooling on the side these kids are trained day in and day out to to sing and dance and perform um with the idea that eventually they will form a group around these people and then debut them into like a stage and a competition and from there let them become like popular and have lots of music and become the heartthrobs of the nation so every nation has some type of industry like this i think in the us it's disney and how disney recruits children um it's it's messed up it's extremely bad uh, in terms of 
the effects and the trauma these children have to face. But it's a well-established thing. It's a fact of life and it's just something that's not going to go away immediately. BTS was one of the groups that was that came out of such a production where they were brought in, they were auditioning, they were trained, they were put together, their chemistries were aligned and then they were kind of put forth as this group that people can uh, fangirl over. What set BTS apart was that they were not part of the three main labels that existed in Korea that had almost all of the acts under them. They came from a very small label that was extremely underfunded and also their style of music was different. So K-pop is associated with extremely flashy colors and they sing about things that don't really make too much sense as long as it's catchy, it has a, a hook step or a dance and the performers are good looking. It's considered like that's the formula for how it becomes a hit. And people are just really competing about those finer details in that. BTS came from a place where they wanted to be more edgy. So they took on a different genre of music, which is rap and hip hop, which is rare. It's not like it wasn't done before, but it was rare. The other thing was that maybe because they couldn't afford it, but also they wanted to be intentional. All of the music that BTS has produced thus far has been made by them. So they are actively involved in the process of the message, the lyrics, the theme. Um, Sometimes it's the dance, the looks, everything. BTS is actively involved in building these things up. And then they also perform and promote and everything as all other K-pop artists do. So suffice to say that they have been overworked and underpaid for a long time. But... It worked. They cracked the formula because they started getting noticed and popular as the years went by. And this is years of doling out multiple albums in a year, singing about things that really mattered and connected with the youth. And then they were rising in their popularity. They were getting awards and they were just becoming extremely big. Now, all K-pop acts tend to have uh, an expiry date because of this law that's there in the land. Primarily that, that, you know, you come young, you play, you become popular. As you start getting older, you have to, of course, go to, uh, you know, serve your country. But also, someone's going to replace you because you're old. <laughs> so that's just how it's been. And now BTS is slowly breaking these rules. Not with that intention, but they're just becoming so popular. They have such a loyal fan base that they want to do more. They want to squeeze as much as they can in this very short-lived shelf life of a K-pop artist. They're still thinking about serving because they have to. Now, what happens around 2018, 2017, 2018 is that they get a lot of international fame. They start getting nominated for some of these mainstream awards in the US, in Europe. They start selling out world tours in these countries, multiple shows in each city, and their popularity has just burst. Like it's broken some sort of barrier and now they are just on a different boat. And obviously, the South Korean government takes notice and thinks about, okay, wow, what's going on? Should we discuss this? And... From here on out, BTS 
is also getting this question a lot in, in, in interviews about whether they're going to leave, whether they're going to serve, what's next. And every, every artist like gets this question as and when they produce albums, like what are you going to do next? BTS maintains a very well-constructed answer, which says nothing, but it says a whole lot about them. They've created this very nice and clean, good image for the government to see as well by saying that we will be proud to enlist whenever the government wants us to. And they keep saying this for a couple of years. And the government also says, okay, fine. Um, if they want to appeal for exemptions, let's think about it. And then what does the government do? They put it up for public opinion. They actually survey their own people in saying like, what should we do about BTS? Which comes back and bites them in the ass because that's not how you do anything. That's not how you govern. And there's a lot of uproar around this. There's a lot of backlash. The government backtracks on their words and says, no, 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 wait. We're going to make this decision ourselves. We don't want the public to chime in. So from here on out, BTS is just doing what they've been doing all along. And they are getting more popular. They're getting more uh, uh, glory. And the government is just watching. And BTS is building their case. They want to create some sort of ground for why they could ask for exemption when the time comes because at this point they don't want to back down they see potential in more growth in more things that they can chase so they start saying okay we want to go to the grammys they start putting feelers out there they keep submitting their art to grammys and they get invited they don't get nominated but they get invited and they perform that again just breaks all kinds of norms because it's never been done and they have this mega album that's about to be released. They have a mega tour that's been scheduled. They are doing their promotions in the US, going to the right places, doing the right interviews. Really doing like an in-depth interview with who they are and telling the people, take notice, this is coming, you know. So they have all of this lined up and unfortunately, the pandemic happens. So when the pandemic happens, everything gets cancelled. Their tour, their promotions, everything takes a hit and they have to stop everything. And now they are reconvening as a group, trying to figure out what they should do in this time. Nobody knew how long the pandemic was going to last, right? So they were just like, let's hold, let's see what's going on. BTS is producing two albums on average every year. They sing in different languages, like Japanese, Korean. They do a mix of Korean and English. They work with different artists. So they're like, what next? We've done all of this. Now it's a pandemic. We can't perform anywhere. What do we do next? BTS decides to really produce a track, a single, that they can fully submit under all the conditions that it would meet for a Grammy-nominated song. So they create an all-English song. And this is a huge feat because a K-pop band to sing all-English is an interesting challenge. And they sing. They sing a song. They've released it. They have created videos. They've created all this promotional activity and it's all purely online. There's no performances. So they're doing all these online concerts and 
they get recognized for it they hit the billboard charts which has never happened to a korean act again they get nominated for a grammy and after they get nominated for a grammy is really where the government says south korean government says okay we will give you you can defer your enlistment whatever plans by a year it's fine continue because you might get a grammy we understand that so they go to the grammys the next year they don't get nominated they take the hit but in like a couple of months they release not one but two english songs once more so they're not doing the whole album route but now they're being a lot more strategic and they're releasing music that they know may work in a certain market for a certain type of award so they come heavy handed with two songs this time again to increase their odds they do extremely well again this time there's a lot more planning around it so they do the right steps again with the interviews the promotions the videos they get nominated once more so once again the co- the government says okay we can exempt you for another year you can defer it and around this time the oldest member of the group is approaching 30 he's 29 so it's really now or never for them and they're really hoping a lot for this second nomination to work out they give their best shot um with performing and everything and sadly they don't win the grammy so it's unfortunate but can you believe what happens a week after the grammys they have four sold out shows in las vegas and it's insane because the fandom has grown so much in the last couple of years through the pandemic everybody is waiting for the day that you know things open up from the pandemic and we can go and watch bts live because we've been wanting to do this for so long and it happens and i should also mention that i personally went for one of these shows in vegas and it was amazing it was nothing like i've ever seen before best concert experience of my life anyway this happens and now everybody's expecting them to announce like a world tour they're like okay this is amazing just keep doing this things have opened up yeah you didn't get your grammy but do you see what you're about so this is what's expected of them what they end up doing is announcing a hiatus they said they're going to stop everything so someone needs to acknowledge the mental toll that all of this has taken on them the grammys singing english songs forgetting what they have been all about they've been about social messages they've been about singing about mental health and the the music that they released in english literally had no theme they did it did not have any meaning and it kind of moved away from what bts was all about bts became about getting those numbers and you know positioning themselves to win a mainstream award but they had to they talked about this they were like we don't know what to write about anymore so we want to take a break just process a little and think about what we want to do we will maybe produce some solo work if we want but yeah we're not going to work as a group for a bit and just respect our decision so they announced this and the fandom is shattered they're crying they're like no this is this is not what we wanted this is horrible 
what are we gonna do now we we just had the most amazing concerts you cannot stop here so there are definitely a really um confused emotions and everybody's trying to be understanding at the same time they're like okay we get it take your time we'll wait but it's not something that the fandom wanted <laughs> now this has other impact as well the south korean government and economy was so badly hit after this after bts announced that they went on a hiatus investors pulled out of the company the stock dropped like crazy which effective which effectively reduced the gdp of the country by a significant amount it was not something that you could ignore it's as if you know like some major company has shut down or something and this is when the government really felt like wait we need to take a decision about this if this is what's going to happen no let's think about it a little more so they propositioned bts to hold a free concert in busan which is a city in south korea for a world expo for 2030 now there's a thing called world expo and i think every time this happens it's like every decade a certain country and city kind of um pitch to be um the the place the the meeting ground for the world um ambassadors and everyone to come so busan was south korea's pitch and they wanted to nominate bts as the ambassadors for this world expo and they wanted to kick off this sort of thing with a concert in busan and bts agreed while i don't think it served any purpose for them from a business standpoint they always wanted to do a free concert for their fans and this is something they've spoken about before in the past it's happened so you know they were like yes why not we will do it and they are going to perform for 100,000 fans in Busan they also announced that they're going to stream the entire thing live across a couple of platforms for anyone in the global audience to watch so they're doing all their individual work they're recording individual albums or whatever but they're also practicing for this one concert that's scheduled and it happens a couple of days ago the busan concert happened i watched it live uh, although my stream broke but i know from the stats later on that we found that there were 100,000 people in person present in the stadium and there were 50 million live streamers across the world so this was the power of the bts army and the group they did a whole concert for free they did not charge anyone anything and this is the kind of audience it pulled so they did this and obviously the government was going to assess if they were going to grant them an exemption or not based on this so they were present at the concert and before the government made its decision is when bts made this announcement so bts has said that they're all going to enlist one by one after they finish their individual activities and promotions and stuff 
but everybody is going to finish its military service by before 2025 and they will reconvene as a company and a group in 2025. Now, this sent waves of shock everywhere, but especially the South Korean government because they had not caught wind of this decision coming. They were not prepared. And the fandom actually responded in a very positive way because they made this decision on their own. And they also had the context of everything else that was going on. So BTS kind of, instead of succumbing to the pressure, stood up and said, no, we're going to do it. And there's nothing you can do about it now. And they kind of cemented their legendary status because they gave this amazing performance. And instead of kind of looking for exemptions and exceptions for them, they were just like, no, we'll just do it. We are going to trust that our fans are going to be there. And we will reinvent ourselves. We have always been up for a challenge. So this is just a challenge for us. We are thinking long term. Two years, three years, whatever it is, it's not going to be a big deal for that. They established themselves as legends, as actual role models. Because now so many people in the young population who look up to them in the country are going to say, okay, I need to serve my country. And... They do this. <laughs> and the day they announce this, can you imagine how much the economy sinks? It's just losing millions and billions as we're talking. And I'm, I'm not throwing actual numbers here, but somebody did crunch the numbers. So BTS has been active in Korea since 2013. Somebody crunched the numbers saying, from 2013 to 2023, BTS has earned $30 trillion for the government. There's some research institute that is crunching these numbers and has presented this data. $30 trillion in 10 years. Through their music, albums, endorsements, acting opportunities, um, tie-ups with like high fashion labels and... So many different stories, um, games. There's so much around them that they are so, so valuable for the country. Someone also said that one out of 13 tourists who goes to South Korea is going because of BTS. One out of 13 tourists are going to South Korea because of BTS. The population of the world has turned to like learning Korean to better understand BTS because of how much they love BTS. So it's insane how much BTS has succeeded that you cannot talk about them as a mere K-pop group. They're a lot more at this point. They are UN ambassadors. They have a lot of power and they have used it for good. So for the government to not have given them an exemption when they had the chance and now they're facing this situation is frankly embarrassing because BTS has gone with that mic drop moment. You know, they've proved themselves and they're walking away when they're at their highest. And it cannot be more beautifully done, I think. So yeah, that's why the fans are definitely happy on the inside. But it is definitely not an not a positive day in every sense of the word.
And that brings me to what I think about all of this. I was extremely sad when I got the news because 2025 just seems so far away. And I don't know where I'm going to be in my life. I hope I'll be in a way that I can still go and watch them live. I'm not saying I won't be a fan. I will definitely be a loyal fan. It's just that will it be convenient, as convenient as it is now for me to go and watch them? And, you know, I'll be dealing with a lot of other constraints that I don't even know. So that those are the things that came into my mind. I'm like, oh, excuse me, what am I going to do um, with no new BTS music and no new content to watch for years? Obviously, something will fill the void. And they are replaceable in that sense of the word. But yeah, I mean, I just wish it didn't have to happen, you know. But I understand the country and I understand the laws and I understand that this is difficult. It's very tricky to navigate. Um. So we'll just have to wait. What else can we do? The other thing I felt was extreme embarrassment. I was feeling sad. I teared up a little and I was feeling so embarrassed about it. Like I can't be crying about this. And this is what parasocial relationships are. You know, you feel like you know someone who's on the internet. And it's it's okay. It's normal to get into something like this. But, you know, it you, you feel embarrassed when stuff like this happens. Because you're like, what am I doing? I don't even know them. So yeah, that's how I felt for sure. But it's fine. It's okay to feel embarrassed. It's okay to feel sad. Don't be embarrassed about it either. Talk to someone who gets it. Um, yeah. And that's all I have to say. I hope they are safe. I read a lot about what happens in these in these um, military service stories. And not all of it is positive. So I really hope they stay safe and... You know, they don't break their bodies and they can still perform once they're out. Yeah, it's a lot of unknowns and just have to hope for the best. But yeah, on that note, um, I'll see you in the next one.